good afternoon or a good evening, depends on when you're listening to this podcast or if you're listening to it on iRadio. My name is Keith Thews. You are tuned in to the War Report number six um, on our continuing coverage of what's going on in Ukraine. And then we have some other uh, newsworthy information to give you uh, both locally and nationally and internationally, as well as a winter storm, sorry, correction, a winter weather advisory um, that we're going to uh, give you the details on immediately after the, the war report. So let's get started on what we know so far this afternoon. Things continue to um, get worse over in Ukraine. Um, CNN and Newsweek have quoted government source uh, stating that basically total war is imminent within the next 48 hours. They're expecting a massive attack, cruise missiles, troops, you name it, to uh, hit Ukraine and hit them hard. Uh, hopefully not, but like Steve Luckner would say, um, but unfortunately it's not looking good at all. Uh, additional sanctions will be coming as well um, in response, so stay tuned for the latest on that. Um President Zelensky over there in Ukraine is calling up the reserve troops age 18 to 60. Yes, I am correct. 18 to 60 um, is going to be called up to help fight and citizens are now allowed to have guns um, on their person um, and they are preparing for a fight. Um, this is not looking good. Um, so that is the latest situation. Also on Steve Luckner's page from Moshe Swartz, we have a video um, combined with three videos. I shared it today on our Facebook group of troops heading toward the Ukrainian border near a major 1.8 million person. Uh, it's about 28 miles away from that town in, in Ukraine, eight miles from the border um, of just troop after troop after troop um, heading that way. So uh, stay tuned. This is getting more and more worrisome and we will keep you advised on Twitter. We uh, will continue to share the feed from Steve Luckner and Agenda Free TV and any other source that is uh, needed to give you the most comprehensive coverage of the war in Ukraine as the invasion is uh, amping itself even more so. Again, within the next 48 hours, total war is expected in that area. On the local scene and the national scene, the People's Convoy departed California at 2 o'clock this afternoon, heading eastbound and down toward Washington, D.C. So the massive convoy has departed. We gave you the kickoff video uh, on our Facebook group, so please take a look at that, um, as well as pictures as the convoy is eastbound. Next stop, Arizona. It will also be in 
um, Indianapolis in two phases. The first phase, the national phase, uh, March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. And then the Midwestern phase on the 5th and the 6th, always uh, subject to change. So please stay with our Facebook group as the truckers are rolling east. Uh, we have a promo for that um, as well. Also, uh, news this afternoon from That Guy's Gourmet Ribs over there at the Matterhorn. He is closing operations, closing up business. Sad to say, um, things are not working out wise, business-wise, and he's putting his family in front of the business. And uh, so That Guy's Gourmet Ribs has two more weekends of operations on the north side of Elkhart at the Matterhorn on State Road 19 or Cassopolis Street in Elkhart. And if you are liking soda pop, Pepsi has announced this brand new nitrogen infused Pepsi called Pepsi Nitro, which will be coming out very shortly um, for your, you to uh, give it a whirl. So a brand new Pepsi Nitro, nitrogen infused, uh, supposed to have a more creamier, richer flavor. Um, so we'll see how that goes. We're, we can always remember uh, Pepsi Clear back in its, uh, in its day, and obviously that one tanked out. So we'll see how Pepsi Nitro went. So let's turn everything over to the weather situation, winter weather advisory. Let's get the latest from Russell and then our regular news that we would have for our uh, PM news to go and happy and whole on him to wrap up this uh, update. Stay tuned for the latest as the war is getting worse in Ukraine. Winter weather advisory in effect from 2 p.m. EST slash 1 p.m. CST slash Thursday to 8 a.m. EST slash 7 a.m. CST slash Friday. What? A mix of snow, sleet, and freezing rain expected. Total snow accumulations of 2 to 4 inches and ice accumulations of less than one-tenth of an inch. Where? Portions of northern Indiana, southwest Michigan and northwest Ohio. The greatest potential for light ice accumulations along and south of U.S. Route 24. When, from 2 p.m. EST slash 1 p.m. CST slash Thursday to 8 a.m. EST slash 7 a.m. CST slash Friday. Most of the mixed precipitation and potential of light ice accumulations Thursday night. Impacts, plan on slippery road conditions. The hazardous conditions will likely impact the Thursday evening and Friday morning commutes. Precautionary slash preparedness actions. Slow down and use caution while traveling. The People's Convoy is now rolling eastward to Washington, D.C. from California. It will come through Indianapolis in two groups on Interstate 70. The first group between March 1st through the 3rd and the second Midwest group on March 5th and 6th. Stay tuned to our Facebook group for the latest. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Russia in the West, 
could be moving toward a bigger confrontation in the standoff over Ukraine. Mike Gracia reports. The next move in the showdown between Russia and the West over Ukraine is up to Vladimir Putin. Russian forces have moved into rebel-held areas in eastern Ukraine after Putin said he was recognizing the independence of the separatist regions. Led by the United States, Western powers drew the proverbial line in the sand, with President Joe Biden announcing in the first tranche of sanctions to impose costs on Russia. Secretary of State Antony Blinken canceled talks with Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov that would have been held in Geneva later this week. Ominously, Russian lawmakers have authorized Putin to use military force outside Russian borders. Mike Gracia, Washington. China accusing the U.S. of creating fear and panic over the crisis and calling for talks to reduce rapidly building tensions. Foreign Ministry spokeswoman Hua Chunying says China is opposed to new unilateral sanctions imposed on Russia, reiterating a long-standing Chinese position. She adds the U.S. is fueling tensions by providing defensive weapons to Ukraine, without mentioning Russia's deployment of as many as 190,000 troops on the Ukrainian border also didn't mention efforts by the U.S., France and others to engage Russia diplomatically. I'm Charles Duladesma. Also at SRNews.com, hundreds of flights canceled at busy DFW Airport as parts of Oklahoma, Missouri and Arkansas are bracing for an ice storm making its way into the southern plains. The National Weather Service says more than half an inch of ice could accumulate in parts of the Ozarks through Friday morning. Meanwhile, heavy snow expected in upstate New York and New England later this week with more than eight inches possible. Airlines have canceled more than 1,000 flights. This is SRN News. Another religious freedom case is going to the Supreme Court. The justices have agreed to hear arguments on a Colorado law that would force a Christian website designer to set up sites and do graphics for LGBT organizations. Lori Smith of 303 Creative says she serves every individual, regardless of sexual orientation, but does not want to be forced to help advance the agenda of homosexual groups. Alliance Defending Freedom, which is representing Smith, says, quote, the government doesn't have the power to compel creative expression. Michael Harrington, SRN News. UNESCO moving ahead with its efforts to rebuild parts of Iraq after years of war. The focus is the city of Mosul, where much of the country's Christian population lived before ISIS invaded. Two churches will be renovated next month, along with 120 homes in the old city. About 80% of Mosul was destroyed by ISIS. Renovation teams, they're still finding explosives in the rubble. This is SRN News. Auto dealerships in Massachusetts are selling Subaru's line of 2022 vehicles without a key ingredient. That's in-car wireless technology that connects drivers to music, navigation, roadside assistance, and crash-avoiding sensors. Subaru and Kia have disabled their telematic systems rather than run afoul of a voter-backed law to give independent mechanics more access to a car's repair data. It mirrors a broader battle over who has the right to repair increasingly complex electronic products from iPhones to tractors. That's correspondent Jeremy House. Ford recalling more than 300,000 Mustangs in the U.S. to fix backup camera displays that go blank or become distorted. And that recall covering cars from the 2015 to 2017 model years. Notices will be mailed to owners starting March 7th. More details at srnnews.com. 
From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Simon Marks. President Biden has announced U.S. sanctions on the corporate executives who head the Nord Stream 2 pipeline project. They include the German chief executive officer of the pipeline, now facing new sanctions just months after President Biden waived measures that were imposed by former President Donald Trump. Antonio Gutierrez, the United Nations Secretary General, is warning that the current crisis over Ukraine represents the most serious threat to global peace and security during his tenure at the UN. From FSN's bureau at the UN in New York, Will Denzelo reports. Antonio Guterres had a stark warning for the international community. If the conflict in Ukraine expands, the world could see a scale and severity of need unseen for many years. Ukraine's Minister of Foreign Affairs, Dmitry Kuleba, urged the international community to stand united. If the United Nations make a pivot right now to become a strong and proactive player in using all of its might and powers, I'm confident that Russia will stop. In a strong rebuttal, Russia's representative at the UN accused Kiev of being the aggressors in the Donbass region and for violating the Minsk agreement, a point rejected by the US and its allies. A nationwide state of emergency is coming into force across Ukraine. The country's parliament authorized the move after Russian forces entered the east of the country to take up positions around Donetsk and Luhansk. President Volodymyr Zelensky is urging as many as three million Ukrainians living in Russia to evacuate as soon as possible. He's also giving Ukrainian citizens at home the right to carry weapons and engage in self-defence in the event of a Russian invasion. The European Union formally approved a raft of sanctions targeting Moscow today. With the details, FSN's Rebecca Bunden from our Brussels Bureau. The EU is slapping asset freezes and travel bans on 351 members of the Russian Parliament and 27 people and entities it describes as high profile. They include members of the Russian government and senior military officers. This is the first wave of sanctions on Russia that is being imposed by the EU as the crisis has escalated. But EU officials say they are prepared to take further action and roll out even stricter sanctions if Russia displays further aggression towards Ukraine. In other news, the US is aiming to deploy 700 National Guard to Washington to counter a trucker protest planned to coincide with President Joe Biden's State of the Union speech next week. The convoy is inspired by the recent Canadian demonstrations and plans to protest against COVID-19 restrictions. Also today, the makers of a new COVID-19 vaccine say it shows 100% efficacy at preventing severe disease and hospitalisation. Sanofi and GSK are now planning to submit the vaccine to American and European regulatory authorities. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks. Today, continuing our look at the 50th anniversary of President Richard Nixon's historic visit to China, the first opening of the US to the communist giant. In 1972, the whole idea of an American president journeying to Peking, as it was known then, seemed impossible. But Nixon did it, with very clear objectives in mind, according to analyst Jim Lindsay of the U.S. Council on Foreign Relations. Nixon's trip was, on the face of it, an admission of what everyone already knew, that communist China was here to stay. The United States had not recognized the communist Chinese government after it came to power in October of 1949. But Nixon had two other objectives in mind. One was grand, one was narrow. The grand objective was to drive a wedge between China and the Soviet 
Soviet Union. The narrow objective was to persuade the Chinese to put pressure on North Vietnam. Remember, at this time, the United States was still engaged in the Vietnam War. He didn't make much progress in persuading the Chinese to bring the North Vietnamese to the table, but he certainly made progress on his effort to try to drive this wedge between Moscow and Beijing. It is then all the more extraordinary that on this 50th anniversary of that trip, Russia and China are finding common cause. President Putin and President Xi meeting earlier this month at the opening ceremonies of the Winter Olympics and declaring their relationship and its ambitions limitless in the years ahead. The main news again, President Biden has announced US sanctions on the corporate executives who hedged the Nord Stream 2 pipeline project in Germany. A nationwide state of emergency is coming into force across Ukraine after being authorised by the country's parliament. And pharmaceutical giants Sanofi and GSK say their new COVID-19 vaccine shows 100% efficacy, preventing severe disease and hospitalisation. And that is the latest Feature Story News. Simon Marks reporting. Hi, I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church. If someone were to ask me, Joel, what is it about this God of the Bible that makes him different from the gods of other religions? I think I might read to them from Psalm 68 because it is quite startling. Listen, may God arise, may his enemies be scattered, May his foes flee before him. May you blow them away like smoke, as wax melts before the fire. May the wicked perish before God. But may the righteous be glad and rejoice before God. May they be happy and joyful. Sing to God. Sing in praise of his name. Extol him who rides on the clouds. Rejoice before him. His name is the Lord. A father to the fatherless. A defender of widows is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. He leads out the prisoners with singing. But the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. When you, God, went out before your people, when you marched through the wilderness, the earth shook. The heavens poured down rain before God, the one of Sinai, before God, the God of Israel. You gave abundant showers, O God. You refreshed your weary inheritance. Your people settled in it. And from your bounty, God, you provided for the poor. I'll stop there. At God providing for the poor from his great bounty. Doesn't that seem to contrast terrifically with how Psalm 68 first described God? God was terrifying scattering his enemies, blowing them away like smoke, melting the wicked like wax. He was an awesome, almighty God you don't want to cross. And yet, he is also a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows. He finds families for those who are lonely. And picture this, a God who leads the prisoners out with singing. Imagine such a God who leads a bunch of smiling men in orange suits in an amazing grace hymn sing. Joel, what is the God of the Bible like that makes him worth committing your life to? My friend, he is a God both mighty and meek. A God who doesn't fit into any of our nice and neat categories. Let me help us recapture the original scene. You see this phrase, arise, O God, and may your enemies be scattered. Well, that was what the great man Moses used to say before the Ark of the Covenant would be lifted up 
and the people of Israel would begin to march through the desert. Can you imagine this golden ark, the one place on earth where the presence of God was pleased to dwell? This golden ark at the head of a massive congregation of joyful, happy, singing people. And by massive, I mean 600,000 men alone, not counting the women and children. God marching in front of this huge host and causing the earth to shake and the heavens to rain. Oh, and actually, let's consider this army, an army of former prisoners, slaves in Egypt once, but God had crushed the wicked Pharaoh and his army. He gathered up this pitiful group. And imagine what 400 years of whiplashes, nonstop work without a day off, the constant killing of your babies, Imagine what 400 years of this kind of slavery would do. The PTSD, the trauma, the anxiety, the backs bent over. But here is a God who cares enough to rescue and to go before them so that they could be confident no one would ever get away with hurting them again. The God of the Bible is the God who can and will deal with all the enemies far too great for his own people. A God who has a heart for those who've gotten the short end of the stick those who will never amount to anything in the eyes of most people. The God of the Bible, he invests in them. He provides for their needs. He even makes his home with them. The God of the Bible is one to be feared, but only if you choose to rebel against him. If you choose to live in his world and view all your possessions as yours and not care for the needy, or worse, if you oppress and burden those who are weak so that you might flourish, you will discover how ferocious he is. But to those who wonder, who am I that God would care for me? Well, my friend, Psalm 68 reveals a God with a tender heart, the tender heart of a loving father who once delivered his people out of slavery, marched in front of them as he led them to the promised land. A picture that gets fleshed out when the word becomes flesh. And Jesus came and showed us the father's heart by taking up a cross in order to deliver us from all our true enemies, the world, the flesh, and the devil, and by his resurrection has marched in front of us so that we will reach heaven. Our God, he's mighty and meek, ferocious and fatherly. He is great and good. That is the God of the Bible, my friend, and he cares for you. Remember who you are and who you belong to. This is News Source 1 Michiana, Elkhart South Bend.